Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week, it's all about you. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. This week, we have a brand new listener special. Oh, I love these episodes. Now, we absolutely love hearing from you, whether it's questions, evidence, or your own experiences. So much so that we dedicate our whole episode to your encounters every month, as well as every Monday in our Monday Mail Time episodes. Remember, you can get in touch with us on email, socials, and WhatsApp, and find out how at the end of the episode. But let's kick off with an email from Linda, uh, and she messaged us about some dreams from a loved one. She says, hello, Yvette, loving all you do in your podcast and on Most Haunted. Well, thank you. She says, my father passed away in 1990. He was 76 and his heart failed over a year and eventually gave out on him. My mother, myself and siblings took it very, very hard. I did have a dream a week or so after the funeral, though it was bittersweet. In the dream, I was in a house looking in all the rooms, calling my dad with no response. I went back to what looked to be a sitting room, opened the door, and he was sat in a fireside chair with, I remember, a dog-toothed jacket on. I went over to him and said, There you are! I've been looking all over for you! I cupped his face with my hands, and he looked at me and said, I can't stay. I just wanted you to know I'm okay. I woke up and felt upset, put my hands out straight away as I could still feel his face in them. My husband woke and asked me what I was doing and I shushed him as I wanted to concentrate on this beautiful feeling. After about 20 seconds, it left me. I've never had that experience since, which is sad as I thought I would get that from my now deceased husband, 11 years now, but I didn't. When I dreamt of him, he never spoke, always silent. Anyway, Yvette, I've rambled for long enough. Just wanted to share that with you. I send you love and best wishes from Linda Ellis in Peterborough. Now, Linda, as I've mentioned uh, before, our loved ones can use our sleep states as a way to come through and let us know that they're okay. But I do get lots of people asking why they haven't seen their loved ones yet. A bit like your husband, Linda, even though you said you've seen him, he doesn't speak. Um, All I can say is try an afternoon nap. Now, this I've been told 
is easier for the spirits to come through. The spirits themselves have told me this. Why? I have no idea. But perhaps a nap isn't as deep as a night's sleep. And so it's easier for the spirit world to penetrate our minds. My dad came to me during an afternoon nap. And since then, he's always maintained that meditation is the way forward for communication between the two planes. So... Linda, and for anybody else listening uh, who wants to receive messages from departed loved ones, try a little meditation in the afternoon. Good luck and let me know how it goes. Next up is some footage from our listener, Mandy, in Cornwall. Now, she sent us four videos from the camera set up on her hedgehog boxes. And she writes, Hi, my name is Mandy. I live in Falmouth, Cornwall. And we've had cameras set up for a year now, uh, some at the front, the back of the house, and down at my hedgehog boxes. And not once have we seen anything like this in all the years that we've had them. My dad is currently on end-of-life care with lung cancer, and I'm making sure he stays at home. There is no treatment, but just making him as comfortable and pain-free as we can. My health is deteriorating, but trying to stay strong. And my mom has so many health conditions and a life-threatening condition. These balls of light came just days before the hospital found an anomaly on my mom's right lung. And now everything is happening very quickly. Is this maybe someone telling me they're watching out for me? My husband surprised me with tickets to see you in October at the hall uh, for Cornwall. And I can't wait, but more than anything, I would love to know, is this me wanting it to be something, but it isn't? I know what dust and bugs look like, but this is just something I've not seen before. Um, Well, we've posted these clips on our socials. Have a look. What do you think? Well, hi, Mandy. It's great to hear from you, love. Uh, I'm so, so sorry that you and your family are going through a rough time. Well, Mandy, I would like to guess at what the balls of light are. Yes, they could be insects of some kind, but is it possible for you to get the footage uh, and zoom uh, into the balls of light? Um, Because sometimes you can actually see faces in orbs. I know I've talked about this before. And it's incredible. When you do, it's just mind-blowing because they're so clear. Have a close look. Try and freeze the footage. See if you can really zoom in on those balls of light and let me know if you do see anything. Next up is a voice note from James who got in touch to tell us some paranormal activity that he experienced in an old workplace and another story from when his grandparents passed. Hi there, Molly and gang. I want to show you some last stories I have of my last workplace. Um, I work somewhere else now, um, but these stories I feel that I definitely need to share with you. It was one one of my last weekends with uh, my colleagues we had three words come up on the till, um, almost by, well, by themselves. It wasn't me or my colleagues. Um, the story's laid out so that if anybody is on the till, you can definitely see them. I know for a fact it wasn't my colleagues and they know it wasn't me. It was a word, first of all, the word hello, the word help, and the word hurry. And these words were repeated throughout the day. Um, and repeat you like help, 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 help on the till. Now it's impossible to say, oh, that was Macaulay because A, I would have heard, either of us would have heard the keys being tapped onto when someone's um, writing on a keyboard. Very much like that, it was very odd um, to have help, hurry, and hello repeatedly um, through the day on the till. 
Um, but not only on the till, it was on the... Um, so we're having those words repeated to us on the till um, again and again and again throughout the day. We're also getting um, hello and the word hell on the um, calculator, which is next to the till, which would have been for me when I was catching up um, of an evening. The word hell, well, the word hello was scary enough. When the word hell came through, I felt that was a bit unnerving. Um, having had a negative experience before in the store, the word hell just, you know, a little bit more unnerving, a little bit more scary. Items would drop off the till, point of sale items at the other end. The till was on the left, and the point of sale items were on the right of the till. These items were not by an edge, uh, they were very much on the flat side, you know, the just within the uh, just able to just stand on the sill point, um, perfectly happy. And these items would they drop onto the floor, but like somebody was picking them up and throwing them down. That's exactly how it looked and felt. It was very um, dramatic when they were, when they fell to the ground. Um, it was uh, like a CP cup um, that kept on falling, and. Um, we had a hip flask that would move from one side of the till on the right side to the left side um, of the till as well. So it was very, very peculiar. I mean, I'm definitely, I'll definitely put it down to paranormal activity. There really isn't any other uh, thing to put it down to. Um, also as well, I went on my lunch. My colleagues and I were taking, obviously, lunches in our blocks. I would come back from mine and my colleague would, you know, Go about uh, go over theirs. Before they could, however, they took it upon themselves to document what happened for those 60 minutes. It turns out we had other messages apart from the three words, as I mentioned before, which was my name um, and the word, I mean, hello and help and hurry were still being mentioned. But then later on, it was my first initial. And uh, then my name, then my colleague's name. Um, I won't say anybody's name for to protect them, but um, my colleague's name, myself, and um, then the word. Then I, before I went up, said, "Okay, you want us to help you? How can we help you? Type out how we can help you." Then I went for my lunch. What came back was um, so my colleagues documented, and I have absolutely no reason not to believe them. They were just as spooked and perplexed as I was. It wasn't something that... You know the difference, I think. Um, people know the difference between, you know, if someone's telling the truth and someone's lying about um, something like this. It's very obvious to tell the truth if they're, you know, if they're lying to you. But I really do honestly believe that what they said was the truth and I've got no reason to um, you know, disbelieve them. They're good people. But we got a message through which was, how can we, you know, from my question, how can we help you? Uh, the message was, a life for one. Now, that really was unnerving, um, as I'm sure you can imagine. Very, very scary. But above that message was my name. So uh, I'm really grateful I don't work there anymore. Um, but... Um, yeah, so that happened. Um, we'd have later on in the day, the very last thing that happened, um, there were no customers at this point. We were very, very close to locking up um, at uh, half past five. Um, it was about, I think it was about quarter to quarter past or 20 past five. 
it was very, very close to um, calling it a day. And we had a very strong smell of vanilla. Now, this is quite peculiar because a late, um, earlier on, I was going to say later on, earlier on, myself and my colleagues were talking about vanilla and saying that real vanilla in um, its purest form is black, but ice cream is white. And most, you know, items and um, confectionery are white with vanilla, but the actual vanilla is black. Boring, but that's what we used to talk about. And um, met time go by. And um, we, later on, as I said, had a very strong aroma of vanilla. No, Nobody had sprayed a fragrance. We hadn't had any customers in. It was just um, an, an unfragranced air, just normal air is basically uh, all we had uh, for that store. But then a very strong, potent smell of vanilla and very sweet uh, smell as well, which um, I'm very you know, well-versed in that sort of thing, which is basically a sweet smell equals danger, equals evil. Um, just because it's a sweet smell doesn't necessarily equals good. It doesn't. I know that. Um, so that was very unnerving as well. My colleagues at um, half five made their exit, and um, I looked up as quickly as I could and cashed up at lightning speed um, that evening. Uh, it was very unnerving. So I got uh, done and out very quickly. Um, but yeah, very, uh, very peculiar, very odd. I didn't like it at all. Uh, one of my colleagues as well um, had a, the point of sale items drop. I mean, she was standing at the outside of the till where the customers uh, would queue, and the point of sale items would fall right by them, right by them. And it was literally like um, the item was falling, so it hit their um, hit their leg basically. Um, and I basically told the um, I told them off. I told the ghost off. Um, as I felt, you know, I was in control of the day. It was, um, you know, I was managing the um, branch. So I felt it was my duty to protect my colleagues. Um, so I told the um, spirit off for doing that. Um, that was, um, that happened and then we had the smell and then my colleagues left. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to definitely share those stories with you. Um, all true, unbelievable and very scary. But um, yeah. It was uh, an old Victorian uh, row of houses, uh, as I've looked into the history of um, what was there before. Um, the uh, row of shops was um, was here. Um, an old Victorian row of houses. So something may have happened there, or it seems very demonic to me. Um, I think it's very, you know, certainly uh, poltergeist activity with the uh, sippy cup and the um, hip flask moving around. But I would suggest maybe demonic as well, because it just, you know, a very evil presence at the lower end of the uh, other branch um, when it was just my colleague and I hoovering that one evening. And um, my colleague would be at the other end. I was at the other end, here in the middle of the floor and the extension wire and the plug for the... Um, a plug for the Hoover would just come out of the like be unplugged. I heard it unplug and sit a few inches away from the extension. My colleague and I didn't do it, and that was the first inkling that was uh, that was anything paranormal in the store. I've been umming and ahhing for ages, well, I mean years, um, to share this 
um, with anyone. But I feel, yeah, why not? I'll share it. Um, my granddad passed a few years ago now. Um, it was around Christmas time, and we'd literally left um, the house, uh, my grandparents' house, and um, presents exchanged, and we had a meal, and um, you know, hugging, kissing goodbye, Merry Christmas. It was all very beautiful. We thought nothing more. Um, it was very normal, and you know, we left. So we'll call you when we when we're home. Uh, take care, love you lots. We're on the journey. We're about 75% home at this point. We're very close to, you know, getting towards, you know, um, to our place. Um, we get the call that nobody wants, but some of us gets where my nan would basically call up and say that, um, yeah, that my grandfather had died and she had, um, she had him in his arms and um, she was floods of tears and we turned tail and darted back um when we got there it wasn't just us it was some more family members as well um and when um it's the first time i've ever at that point in my life dealt with death so it was very traumatic i suppose um a very um yeah, it made a bit of an impact on me, I suppose, um, having this person who I've known for my entire life suddenly pass away. Um, so that happened. And then I remember my grandfather being lying on his bed. Um, and um, it was my mom, myself, and my aunt. My mom was hugging my aunts um, in tears, of course. Um, then... We're in a dark bedroom with my grandfather lying on his bed, my mum being held by my aunts, and I feel I remember feeling numb and just shock. I suppose was um, the, the I mean thinking about it nowadays, I was in shock. Then all of a sudden, well, the bedroom was enveloped in a beautiful feeling, um, a beautiful feeling of. It was a beautiful feeling of love, and it enveloped the room, and it was beautiful, and I felt it so strongly. Then once the room was, it was almost like all the room was full of this beautiful, wonderful emotion of love. I saw, when I say I saw, I saw, but not with my eyes, my, but I saw with like my spiritual eyes, um, three spirits, three angels descend, and my grandfather sat up on his bed towards um, the angels. I didn't hear what they said, but I'm, all I know is they spoke. They, My grandfather and the angels had a conversation. I don't know what was said, but all of a sudden, one of the angels that was closest to me looked at me and pointed at me, and my grandfather looked at me. I believe that was um, to say that he can see us, he can... Um, he knows. The angels put their hands out to my grandfather. My grandfather took their hands and they ascended back up. Then, once the angels and my grandfather had ascended up, the enveloped loving room, the enveloped loving feeling on, in the room went with them. 
Now, I do believe in God. I was raised Christian and I still do believe in God. I'm not part of a religion anymore um, for various reasons, but um, I do believe in God and I always will. Um, but yeah, to have that was, it was beautiful and incredible. And it just, for me personally, it makes me feel like my granddad is in, is in heaven. He's safe. He's happy. It's the best I could ever wish, you know. So um, that was um, that was very beautiful and very moving. Um, yeah, and later on, a few years later, sadly my uh, my nan passed away as well. She died um, in a hospital. Um, it was a very old lady, um, and of course, she was very well loved um, by all of us. I was going to work one day. And it was just me in the house, and I was leaving. Um, just checking out, you know, <laughs> how I got my uniform. I've got my, you know, me, uh, lunch for the day. I've got my keys, everything, you know, final checks of the day. So I've got this, I've got that, blah, blah, blah. And just sort of had everything on me, ready to rock, ready to rock and roll out the door. And not thinking anything of it. Very normal day. And all of a sudden, I turned around. I felt somebody there on the sofa in the living room. Um, I didn't hear anything, I didn't see anything, but I just a feeling to turn around. I turned around, and it was my nan. Sorry, it was my nan. Um, it was my nan on the sofa. As I remember her, she was already, in the end, she became very frail. And she wasn't how I remember her in um, her final days. And she basically came back and, you know, put her arms out, so I'd give us a hug. Um... So that made me very happy um, and just also felt like that was my nan's way of saying goodbye to me and um, very sweet. <clears throat> Sorry, but um, yeah, it's very, very emotional and it was um, my nan's way, I think, of saying goodbye as well. So um, I know my grandparents are in heaven and happy. Um, I've shared with a few individuals, but on this scale, I've never really um, shared with anybody before um, on such a larger scale as a podcast. Uh, but I thought the time was right. Um, so I hope, the, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the uh, stories. Um, yeah, take care. Love the work. All the best. Um, five stars. God bless. I need to go, James. This sounds absolutely fascinating. Where is this shop? Where is it? Let me know. I agree. Something must have taken place in one of those houses. I wonder who this spirit was that left you messages on the till. Could it have been a negative entity or perhaps a spirit that indeed did need help? But when you asked the question, how can we help you? The response was, a life for one. Now, did this mean that one of you had to die so that the spirit could be freed? Or was it just a spirit playing with you, frightening you? In my experience, most negative entities do love nothing more than to scare and play. Dropping sale signs on legs is unpleasant and was meant to hurt. So I agree that in that shop, there is a negative entity. Uh, since you've left, I wonder if the hauntings have worsened. I'd love to know. But do you remember a couple of weeks 
back, we actually did an episode on how ghosts use our technology, our phones. And of course, when I heard your story, James, I just loved it. I was absolutely glued to hearing your story. So they were using the till to actually write messages out. You see, this makes everything so possible when we use our computers. I've been leaving messages on my computer and asking my dad or whoever to write back to me, but nothing yet. Um, But do let me know if you've had, I know we've asked this before, anything trying to talk to you, uh, like James, uh, a phone, a till, a computer, anything at all, a television set perhaps, or a radio, um, where voices or messages are coming through. Because we do know that spirits can use technology to give us messages. And and James's experience is, well, proof in itself. That's absolutely amazing. But do let me know where this shop is, James. I'm completely and utterly (laughs) so excited. I need to go. Find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search Loose Lips for weekly topics and some seriously juicy listener dilemmas. Now, let's take a look at some more evidence from an unnamed listener on WhatsApp. He shares a video with us that you can find on our socials. He writes, big fan of the podcast. I'd be really interested in opinions on this vid. After a long list of events in our work building, we set up this motion-operated camera. It took this video in the middle of the night when we were closed. It's divided opinion. To some, it looks like a shadow standing up at the end of the footage. What do we think? Well, I've had a look 
look at the footage and you can make out, it's ever so subtle, really subtle, but there is something there. Behind what looks like a cupboard, a shadow forms and does move. And if there was no one in the building and its location isn't close to outside lighting, cars or pedestrians, then this could be paranormal. I wonder if there has been any other reports of paranormal phenomena in the building. Let me know. Well, let's round things off now with an email from Paul. Now, this experience will really get you thinking, what did he witness here? Hello, Yvette. I've been listening to your podcast now for a couple of weeks and find it very enjoyable and fascinating some of the stories your listeners tell. Well, this is a story of coincidence and chance, or is it paranormal? I've never been able to put my finger on it. Years ago, when I used to work in Putney, London, I used to walk down the high street every morning, Monday to Friday, at the same time every day. And for about six weeks, I would pass a man who would wear a grey mac, a trilby, and he also wore thick rimmed glasses. He looked like something out of the 1940s. It was a good look. Not nothing out of the ordinary, as people in the 90s were still wearing these types of clothes. We never spoke and never, ever acknowledged each other. We just would walk past each other at the same time in the morning, Monday to Friday. I know it doesn't sound so strange and it's just a pattern of local life. Just like I would pass the postman or the same kids sat at the bus stop going to school or other people going about the normal daily business. One Saturday, I decided to go up to the West End of London to buy some new clothes. On Saturday, I decided to go up to the West End of London to buy some new clothes, as on the Monday, I was flying out to America to see an old friend and spend a couple of weeks with him. As I walked up Regent Street on that Saturday afternoon, the man I see every morning walks past me, wearing the same Mac, the same trilby, with his thick rimmed glasses on. Again, this doesn't seem too much out of the ordinary as the man probably worked in the West End or, like me, was doing some shopping. Again, we would not acknowledge each other. We would just make eye contact for a second or two. On the Sunday morning the next day, I woke up with a hangover after a bit of a heavy night before. So I decided to take the family dog for a walk over Wimbledon Common and stop off at the cafe on the Common to get a cup of coffee to try and cure my hangover. As I walked along one of the trails in the Common with my dog, the same man who wore the Mac and the Trilby with the thick rim glasses walked past me once again. This seemed a bit weird, but again, purely coincidental, as I would imagine he was a local man and was probably going out for a Sunday morning stroll. The following day on the Monday, I flew out to the United States to see my old friend who lived in Washington State in a small city called Spokane. I'd been out there a couple of days and was having a great time catching up with my old mate. One morning when we woke up, we decided to go for breakfast to a diner. As we walked through the residential area where we lived towards the city centre, I could not believe my eyes. Walking towards me was the man I would see every morning on Putney High Street and on the Saturday who passed me on Regent Street and on the Sunday morning passing me on Wimbledon Common in the same grey Mac, Trilby and the same thick rimmed glasses. As he passed us, I stopped dead in my tracks, looked over my shoulder as I could not believe what I was seeing. He also did the same, looked over his shoulder as he walked past, didn't say a word, but gave me a little grin. Then turned the corner into the street we'd just come from. As I stood there totally confused, my friend looked at me puzzled and asked me what was the matter. 
I explained that the man who had just walked past us, I would walk past him on a daily basis back home. And it was extremely weird how I was in the middle of America and the same man has just walked past me again. My friend asked me if I was sure and I said I was absolutely certain it was him. And with that, we rushed to the corner of the street we just walked onto to catch another glimpse of him. When we got to the corner and looked down the street, he had vanished. I wouldn't say completely as he could have entered a property or a shop or even got into a car. Now, I can't explain this, but it really does seem extremely coincidental and it freaked me out a bit. From that moment, I never saw the man again in Spokane. However, I thought to myself, when I get back to London and see him, I was going to ask him if that was him I saw in Spokane. Ten days later, I was back home in London, back to work and back into my daily routine. However, I never did see the man in the Mac, the Trilby and the thick glasses ever again. Like I said, was this extremely coincidental or is there something else to this? Fast forward two years on, I'd not paid much thought to this story until I was walking down Putney High Street and in the window of a charity shop, something caught my eye. A grey Mac and a Trilby hat were on display in the shop window, exactly the same as what the man used to wear every time we passed each other every day. Again, like I've said many times, is this an extreme case of coincidence or was it something else? I guess I'll never know. Keep up the fantastic work you do on the podcast. All the best regards, Paul. Well, this experience really fascinated me. How extraordinary, Paul. Of course, the skeptic would say it's just coincidence. But I don't think so. I think what you saw was a spirit. And I believe possibly a guardian of yours. You may well never see him again, but I believe that one day you will. It may not be for years and years, but I really feel you'll come across this spirit again. I guess he was just looking out for you. How absolutely wonderful. Remember, I've told of how some ghosts can seem solid, just like you or me, and this man looks solid to you. However, he was from another plane. So next time you're out and about, just think, I wonder how many of these people could be spirits. Well, have you ever experienced something paranormal? Is there a site, a location, a story that you think we need to cover on the podcast? Get in touch with us and share your stories. Here's the address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. We are on WhatsApp and you can leave a voice uh, message for me. Here's the number 075-999-27537. And we are on Instagram. Uh, the handle is at paranormal activity pod stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week but if you can't wait until then visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk and you can find options to get episodes a day early have a great week and we'll catch up next week with each other stay safe and remember keep your eyes peeled you never know things aren't always as they seem Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.